Welcome to the Full Dive Gaming Podcast, bringing you a weekly dive of all the news, discussion, and condensed nerd talk you need for virtual reality gaming. This podcast is brought to you by Ethereum Products, a top-selling company on Amazon, designing revolutionary products for VR and AR, including the Asterian Aura VR headset stand. I'm Jay Bratt, a VR YouTuber and streamer, and your host for tonight's podcast. I'm Adam Charlton, a software developer who loves game design and VR. Tonight, we have a very special guest, a VR Twitch streamer, McDorcus, and we're actually live streaming the podcast on our Twitch channel right now. Hello, all dorks, as they like to be called. Matt, can you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Uh, my name's Mac, uh, but no, most know me as McDorcus. Uh, I'm a variety gaming streamer on Twitch and content creator on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. Boom. You had that, like, ready. That was, like, everything <laughs> ready oh, to yeah. go. I'm impressed. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Well, you out there know, if you're listening, our podcast is here to keep you up to date in the VR realm. We answer questions from our communities, followed by some of the latest, greatest VR news. And then we discuss the games we played recently. And of course, when we have a guest, we, a guest, we talk about some of their favorite games. Well, if you haven't seen... Yeah, sorry. What's that? No, go for it. Yes. Yeah, so, so <laughs> I was just about to plug our YouTube channel a little bit. Uh, because if you happen to go over to our YouTube channel, we're all sitting here in VR, interacting as if we're all really together in one room. In this particular room, we are high above the city of Chicago, and it's an incredible view here. Uh, so check out the channel if you want to see us and our lovely virtual faces. I was going to try and steal Max coffee, but I couldn't. Uh, I couldn't <laughs> reach it across the table. Uh, <laughs> I keep we, got, it. <laughs> we we told our Discord that we were going to be having Mac on the podcast tonight. We got some questions, some specifically <laughs> for Mac, some just for us. So Mac, I don't know if you knew about this, but we actually just went to Texas, the podcast, and myself, and we got to try a whole bunch of cool VR stuff. One of those was the Omni treadmill. The Have you seen that? The Virtuix Omni. You like stand on it. And you run with your real little life legs. I can't do that with my <laughs> fingers. Uh, and it's try to try and simulate real running inside of VR games. So you have these slippery shoes on. Your little feet slip on there as you're running around. And this thing holds your torso in place. So Brand Mallon from the Discord actually joined us there too. But he said, am I the only person who really wasn't a fan of the Omni treadmill? So the harness dug into my gut in a really painful way and felt like I had to lean really far and move my legs a lot to get it to know I was moving. Adam, what did you think? Well, you see, I it definitely wasn't all that comfortable. But we also, we ran into a bit of an odd experience um, because we were at a different VR venue just the day before. And that one was a huge open warehouse where in order to walk around, you literally just walked there. Um, and with this new VR treadmill, like it was really cool to see how it was done, but it definitely took some getting used to and wasn't really comfortable at the beginning. I thought, I thought that, you know, while we were in the midst of the competition there, that I just kind of fought through the pain and pushed away, you know, just sort of trudged through it. But it really, I could, I have a feeling that once you got used to it for a while, once you ha really had a chance to play with all the settings, it could maybe become comfortable. But it's never really going to feel like walking, in my opinion. Uh, Mac, have you had a chance to try out any of these VR treadmills? I've never, but I have, I was just talking about this today, actually, with my husband. Uh, we were talking about how it looks like really unnatural still. But there's, I feel like it, to get to the point, we just need, we need more time to get to that point of where we see um, in the movie, um, the, the VR movie. What is it? Ready Player yeah, One. Yeah, Ready Player One, right? Right. Yeah. And, it, and it looks a lot more smooth. Obviously, it's a movie. So it's just, you expect it to be like that. And it's not like that. <laughs> but you want it to be like that. <laughs> I definitely agree that it looks like it has a lot more like time to go until it's more comfortable. But yeah, I was watching Beer and Headshots. I don't know if you know Beer and Headshots. Um, he actually uh, posts a lot on TikTok. And I I was looking at him today and he uses it a lot. He seems to enjoy it. Um, but it does look rather uncomfortable in the gut area. Like he has to really push to uh, move forward. Definitely agree. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I was... I was in kind of the same boat. I had been interested in it, but I'd seen videos and stuff. And I was always like, I want to buy one, but like, I really need to test it. Cause it just didn't quite look right. Mm -mm. And in the one in ready player one, they showed in the beginning, uh, it's a belt driven one. That's actually in prototype right now. Wow. So that one could be coming, but the problem they're having is it has to track you yourself. Cause like, if you try to step forward, it needs to know where to move the belts for you. 
And yeah, we're not ready. We're not there yet. But these things, <laughs> I got to go with with uh, what Bran was saying here. Like, I was in that thing, and it was clunky. It was awkward. And it was very surprising, because I thought these things would be so cool. And I was so uncomfortable. Because the problem is, the way it works, you have to lean the direction you want to run. And then all it's actually sensing is how fast the shoe trackers are passing each other back and forth. It's not sensing where your feet are landing or where they're rubbing it. It's only sensing this. And then it bases which direction you go off, which way you're leaning. Yeah. The problem. mm -hmm, Yeah. So what ends up happening then is that you're leaning in a direction and it's eating into your gut Mm -hmm. and you're just doing this little itty bitty shuffle back and forth, back and (laughs) forth to try and get the best movement possible. Like you think of, you know, I want to go over there fast. You're thinking of these big, long leaping strides, especially for me, I'm a big guy. Or I'm like taking huge strides forward and that's not really working because like these pro VR players are just doing this itty bitty shuffle back and forth, back and forth. <laughs> yeah, I and never knew tra- that. Well, yeah, we didn't know that either. Luckily, there was a VR esports team that kind of clued us in on how it worked. But the problem is too that now you're leaning and imagine you want to turn suddenly, all your body weight's already hanging forward. So you have to like stand back up before you're back to your center of gravity and then try to turn with this harness strapped to your belt and turning on this on this rotational pillar around you. It's it definitely did not feel amazing. It it really put me off wanting to buy one. And I definitely am like, okay, I'm going to wait a few years yeah, on this. I definitely would too. I yeah. agree with that. Yeah, it's it's not ready. So, Bran, <laughs> I think we're with you on this one. Uh, Adam, we had a really random question, didn't we? It was a random question, but let me tell you, it kicked off quite the discussion on our Discord channel. <laughs> so, K27 asks, when you put cups and glasses away in your cupboard, do you put them facing up or facing down? <laughs> <laughs> Obviously going to be the most important question we answer of the evening. Yeah. Yeah. Mac, why don't you, why don't you kick us off? I have a lot to say about this subject. Um, (laughs) (laughs) No, I used to live with my family and they would put them upside down. And um, after a while, like, you know, you you keep putting things in there and it gets kind of dirty. And then I don't know, you just kind of get that little like sticky film on the bottom Mm -hmm. under there when you have them upside down. So I have them definitely upside or right side up and I, I stack them. Right, but but then don't you get that sticky film on the inside of the glass? But when you put them upside down, then it just forms around the edges, right? I, I suppose. Uh, <laughs> well, see, the cups get washed like every day. The inside of the cupboard gets washed never. So I'd rather <laughs> I'd yeah. rather that tiny bit of stickiness in the cup, maybe, and then it gets washed at the end. So yeah, I'm, I keep mine right side up. I think that's weird. I think if I had like uh, like a grid or something inside there that would like let a little bit of water drip out if it needed to, or something, or some padding, something that maybe I'd put the cups face down. But K27 also mentioned when he was talking about this because he puts them face down because he doesn't want spiders crawling around in there. And I was like, are there spiders in your cupboards? I know. I'm like, wherever you live in the world, I don't want to be there. (laughs) Uh, All I know is it's Canada. Yeah. Great, great question. Always something fun to just to just throw the most random thing ever at us. Uh, Mac, we got a question specifically for you. So Scarlet Ibis on the Discord, they saw that you were coming up on there and they said a lot of big content creators get way less views when they do VR, like Jacksepticeye or Dan TDM. How does your audience react to VR versus non-VR? Very, very good question. Okay, so I've actually been doing intensive research about this. Uh, I've been streaming for a couple of years now and I started with Pancake Games, specifically Apex Legends. Um, (laughs) I noticed that there's a stark difference between like obviously Pancake Games and VR Games. Um, When you look around in the headset, it's really jarring to the person who's watching the stream. So that's why on Pop 1, I know for sure, I've heard feedback. People tell me that there's too much going on, too much movement. Um, my frames are kind of all over the place. I skip sometimes, but it's not it's not too bad. Uh, but I definitely understand that the reason why is because of the fact that it's so hard to watch somebody play VR because when you're in here, it seems like, you know, you're in this whole big room, but on the screen, it's like, I think it's a field of view problem. I definitely have less viewership for VR games, unless it's something like this, where there's a fixed camera, you know, watching everything happening and it's not my, me looking around I noticed that on PC games, it's the same as well. Like when you look around, if you have high sensitivity, if you can't control it very well on your mouse, then you kind of, um, 
just jar. It's too jarring, like mm. like a roller coaster. <laughs> Nobody wants to look at that. <laughs> <laughs> True. I wonder if they can make something to fix that. Like when, when you're streaming VR games, instead of them looking uh, as it is from your perspective, if there's almost like a third person view where they're watching you it, I interact with the game, like from a third person perspective, that might actually be really interesting. Yes, I agree there, with that, actually. There is a lot. I've, I've messed around a lot with mixed reality and other things. So the most common and probably the best thing, if you have either a game that has it built in or you use live software to make it happen, they have what's called a smooth camera. So what it does is it basically backs up your vision from your camera about a foot further back. So you have a bunch more field of view and it smooths out the motion. So if I go like this, the camera goes whoosh over to that direction <laughs> and it smooths it out really well it's what a lot of when you watch the beat saber players that have you know million subscribers whatever and it seems like man the camera isn't doing what their head's probably doing it's because of that it's because of mm. the camera mods so they have that and then there's also of course mixed reality where you try and bring your body into it which is a lot of work for some reason it doesn't always get the same viewership actually the what i've seen a lot of channels do well using an avatar and then doing like what you're saying, Adam, it's in third person. They see an avatar. They see the avatar's hands moving like the person's. For some reason, those channels do super well with the avatar mm. instead of the person. Maybe just because it looks like the game. It looks like it fits the game. I don't know. Maybe it's because they can imagine the YouTubers, whoever they think it is, instead of you know seeing the real person. I don't know. Uh, but those do super well. So there's some options, but we're definitely not there with content creator uh, accommodation from the developers yet. Yeah. Yeah, nope. we need it. There's definitely no coding for that. Well, like it's it's a mod for sure, but I don't think I. It's like some people don't have like the resources. I, I don't. Mm -hmm. Would the mods not work on lower end computers? Is that right? It's kind of like you need a. Better... They are demanding uh, on Beat Saber. It has it built into the game, but it says when you turn on, it's like this is demanding. You yeah. may not be able to run this. <laughs> That's wild. It might lag, yeah. and you might not be able to play. Yeah. Well, I well, mean, VR is already adding two perspectives, and then you're throwing in a third one for your poor yep. graphics card to melt on. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. I've seen somebody um, do this on Beat Saber, where they have the real screen, what they're looking at, like small, mm -hmm. and then the big smooth screen. And I was like, hey, that kind of that's kind of interesting. You know, they have like what how what they're looking at, and then like a smooth camera version with them in front of it, like the mixed reality, as you were saying. Yep. And it actually seems to, it's like a, what is a VTubing? It's like, that's kind of a new, oh. I'm seeing people are, are VTubing a lot and you're correct. I do noticed, I have noticed that um, they do a lot better for some reason. Not sure. <laughs> I, I know. I'm, I'm exactly the same mindset because I'm someone that, you know, lets my face be seen. And it's funny. It's almost the mystery <laughs> kind of makes people more attracted to those channels because so some of true. them just do so well. So if you're out there and you're thinking oh, you want to start a channel and you don't really want to show your real face, you don't have to get an avatar that you're going to use consistently the same avatar across all games and you'll get the recognition from that and you'll probably be ahead of all of us in no time. <laughs> tease, a, tease a face reveal and then it, it might work even better. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Or tease the face reveal for a different avatar. <laughs> Get a better one, yeah, because they're actually very expensive. I I looked into it once. I did, like specifically for Pop One because it's so uh, hard to watch. So I just mm -hmm. <laughs> looked into that. But yeah, you commission the people that have made the really good ones, and yeah, they cost a ton. Yes. Uh, well, we've got some news to talk about in the VR realm this week. But first, we got to tell you about our sponsor for today's news section. If you haven't heard of Asterion products, Asterion's actually the one who told us you got to find McDorcus and you got to you got to get her on the podcast, talk about VR with her. So we got to say thank you to them for that. And you know them thanks to their gorgeous Asterion Aura VR headset stand. They actually have a new product they just launched. It's a VR floor mat. It's called the Origin. It's currently available on Amazon. And if you want anything from Asterion right now, go on Amazon, put in the code FULLDIVE21, like the year 2001, FULLDIVE21, get 10% off. Any any Asterian products on Amazon right now? Check it out. Uh, you have one. Do you have an Asterian stand yet, McDorcus? Or are, you, I, are they working on it? I do not. I have to. Ooh, I am bugging out a little bit. I have to get back to him still about mm -hmm. what we're doing. I've unfortunately, I feel bad. I've, I've been so busy. I am not. I've not forgotten, and I'm definitely going to get on that pretty soon. Now well, even on the podcast. Down. Yeah, well, yeah. I really can't recommend it enough. It is it is truly wonderful. I hear amazing things from like every person that I know who plays VR and has a quest. They just love it. So. <laughs> but let's just, jump into some of our news stories. Jay, what do you got for us first this week? So if you know the game Job Sim, it's hard to imagine you like VR and you don't know Job Simulator. 
uh, the developer, which was actually bought by Google, is going to be launching a new game on PC VR and Quest called Cosmonious High. Have either of you heard of this yet? And not the game, no, but I'm a big fan of Job Simulator. Well, they're kind of taking a break from the whole job sim, vacation sim kind of sims thing they were doing. And this looks like an adorable problem-solving game. You're you're back in high school. You're in an alien high school. And the whole school is falling apart. But luckily, you are gifted with superpowers that show up when you are under stress and you need them the most. So if the school's on fire, you might suddenly be gifted with the power of spraying water. Uh they're, they're promising dynamic non-player characters, NPCs, that are going to actually respond to your gestures and your touch to really make this a really interactive experience. And, of course, there's going to be tons of challenges to overcome helping the school with everything that's going on. And I'm pretty stoked about that because I feel like interacting with NPCs is not something games have nailed yet. And the job sim people know how to make something really entertaining. Hmm. I mean, it's definitely, yeah, like in VR in particular, it feels like the main way that you interact with the game is through the environment itself, you know, mm-hmm. pulling open doors or picking up things off the tables and everything. Um, and this is something that a lot of role-playing games in particular for Pancake Games have done really well about interacting with people and, and the people in this world. And so if they're able to bring that to VR, that's going to be a really interesting uh, addition to the VR space. Oh, yeah, that's one of my favorite, actually, one of my favorite games types is uh, RPG. Uh, I used to play this game called Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic, which uh, is a woo-hoo. yeah, very good game. <laughs> I played it like a hundred thousand times because you could end it. There's like a, a five different endings, and that's just insane to me. Like you could choose your your dialogue, whether you want to go light or dark side. You could be in the middle. You could go full dark. It's just completely like the idea. If they brought that to VR, I would never stop playing VR. Like I would be in here all the time. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be your whole world now. Yes. I, I'm with you there. Cause I, I'm super excited. I watched the trailer and it looks super cute. It looks adorable. I'm a little worried. Cause like job simulator was a really entertaining game. Vacation simulator came out. People didn't quite love it as much. So I'm hoping that they're not going to rely too much on like the wow factor of VR because like Job Simulator is one of those games that it was amazing back in the day because it did so much with VR. But we've come to expect a little more. You know, we want to be able to move around. We want to have environments to explore, not just a desk full of fun stuff to do. So I I, I have faith that they're going to do a good job, but I always worry with someone who had like an early hit in VR, they're going to come out with something that may not have evolved with VR. Well, especially with Vacation Simulator, when it came out, you know, it just kind of felt like more of the same that Job Simulator Mm -hmm. was. It didn't feel different at all. It just felt like it was in a different place. That's unfortunate. Yeah. Hmm. And so I'm real hoping that they can re-innovate themselves and deliver something really good because it sounds like they have high expectations for this. And man, I hope they deliver. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Mac, have you ever played Job Simulator? I haven't. And you know what's funny (gasps) is that when I know you guys are talking about it, make me want to try it because I remember seeing it and I was just like, job simulator, like not really (laughs) not understanding. Like I just read it and not, you know, didn't try it out. It wasn't one of those games I tried out, but like now I want to. (laughs) Yeah, I definitely really recommend it. It's definitely from the early days of VR, but it was one of those games that really brought a charm and a real sort of appeal to the game where everything within eyesight is interactable and it it just brought a real nice charm to it oh man i should definitely try it i've been more on the online games for vr if i play a vr it's like online games so i definitely should look into that take a little break from the online try if you if you want to try something just like it but you're a rick and morty fan they made the rick and morty vr game and it's pretty much like Job Simulator and Rick and Morty <laughs> together. I have played that one. I actually okay. really enjoyed it. I don't yeah. think if I had you've played play that, you played them all. <laughs> yeah. But that's the problem. But we won't go back into that again. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're we're talking about VR news. There's some other stuff finally came out about a new headset. Adam, do you want to tell us what's going on? I would love to because we've been playing around this topic for like the last what, however long we've been doing the show now, the last year. Um, we have a little bit more information on the Apple headset coming out. And so again, this is uh, a lot of speculative information, but there's been some leaks on some of the hardware that Apple is using that'll be put into their headset. And that gives us some clues as to what it's going to be like. And a lot of our worst fears are confirmed. 
Apple's headset will probably be tied to their phone or computer laptop. It's not going to be standalone to compete with Oculus. It's going to be tethered. Wow. Um, I know, right? It's a real big shock that they're doing that. But the problem, and and I'm going to try and not get too technical, and that's a struggle for me. (laughs) Um, Their processor that they're using for their headset is just awful. Um, And that's because they're relying on a different device to do all the heavy lifting. Uh, However, one of the big things is that this is going to be incredibly high definition. They're looking at potentially two 8K screens, one for each eye. What? Uh, Yeah. However, it's also, you know, experts are speculating that this is also going to run in close to three grand for this headset. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I got to say, though, man, if anyone's going to do it, it's Apple's people. They'll pay anything if it says <laughs> yeah, Apple. Um, How much does that monitor stand? Unfortunately, <laughs> I am on. one of those people. Oh, uh, I know, but no. the thing about it, right? The thing about it is that with close to three grand, two 8K screens, and it has to be tied to an Apple product, Apple isn't necessarily known for their gaming. So I'm wondering if they're going to be pushing this more as a business product than a gaming product. Oh, yeah. I... I've been wondering the same thing. I saw some of the headlines. I'm glad you went and and dove into it because I only saw some of them. But like some of them were saying, oh, it's going to be tied to a phone. And I was like, at three grand, how is that even possible? (laughs) But but the the thing that I wonder, because some of this is still speculation, when they say tied to a phone, I mean, technically the Quest 2, you have to have a phone one time to set it up. Mm -hmm. Do you think there's anything in your reading that that might be what this is and people are just reading into it? Definitely not. I mean, the processor that they're using for their headset itself is going to be outdated. It's already outdated. And And how can you have two 8K screens on an outdated processor? Exactly. That, That means that they're not relying on the internals of the headset itself to run those giant 8K screens. They have to be using the processing somewhere else and then just beam it to the headset. So it could still be wireless. They could be perfecting the wireless technology for that 3K headset so that no matter where you are in the room, you just turn on your computer, you turn on the headset, and boom, it's connected. It's working flawlessly. But you'll definitely need that other device. Yeah. If uh, that was the case, I would hop right on that because I love the idea of being wireless, but I don't think it... Being connected to a computer isn't exactly like the worst thing in the world for me if it means I'm going to have better gaming, you know, just overall better quality. It's the quality for me, like at the end of the day, so that when you say AK, I'm like just drooling (laughs) over that idea right now. It's going to have to be. I mean, I, I'm so curious about so many things. And sadly, we don't have all the answers. We're talking about this. But like, how far out is this? You know, how are there going to be other headsets that are even close to that level? We haven't seen a controller yet. Is this really just going to be a multimedia headset? Uh, so many things I want to know. I do. I, I would. I wouldn't put it past Apple to drop something that was like similar to the functionality of the Gear VR, but make people think this is all brand new. This is all clever, <laughs> and market it at three thousand and have all the people buy it. It's kind of Apple's game. Like they take something that's been out a while, they make it super user friendly, they market the crap out of it, and then they sell it like crazy like like it's the original yeah like it's brand new i remember someone telling me their iphone could wirelessly charge and how cool and new this was no no one else and i was like i think i've had three phones i was thinking i have three (laughs) phones now that can do that they're like but this is added to it and that's why it's special and unique and you're yeah (laughs) right but to their credit when apple comes out with something it works like Mm -hmm. when google comes out with wireless charging you get it like 50 percent of the time right (laughs) when it first came out with with apple charging when it comes out, you are certain that it's going to work. And maybe that's what they're doing with VR. You know, we all know that getting into VR, it still takes a little bit of that tech savviness in order to get it set up, in order to use it. And maybe they're trying to come in with it super user friendly. Literally anyone can pick it up and just use it and it just works, right? <laughs> right. I, I hope so. I, I definitely think because there's those people in my life that I want to get into it that I'm still like, oh, even a quest is going to be a little too much work for them to like go through drawing the boundary and setting the floor level. Like it's just not quite there enough for to just give it to anyone. But three grand, though. I mean, I don't know anyone that's going to pay that much for it is the problem. You will? Yeah, put your hand down. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, you could get a PC and a headset for that price. Uh, I, I know. I honestly it's, don't. I, it's, it's just about um, experience it and ha- like having it and seeing how it would work in comparison 
it's I like to try new things. It's one of my favorite things to do. Like I've tried, I've I've had the CV one. This does you know I'm using that now. Quest two. I've tried Index. I've tried a G two. I mean like they're all they all have amazing things in their own right. It's just I I want to try. It. I've only never tried the PSVR like PlayStation. Oh, never tried that. you should. You should. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, oh. Jay, I really think one of us had better get it just so we can try it out. And, and you know, I know it's going to be a struggle, but I think we can break open this podcast piggy bank and, and, I'll, and I'll, I'll do that sacrifice for us, right? You, you buy it and send it to me and then I'll send it to you to keep after I play with it. <laughs> uh, well, hey, as this develops, we'll tell you more about what's going on. Uh, there's, of course, going to be more news. We don't know when this thing's coming out. It's got to be at least a little while from now, but we'll keep you updated here. Uh we got some games to talk about. We got a special guest who plays games all the time. But so first, Adam, can you tell them about our sponsor for the game section? I would absolutely love to. So this week's game section is also brought to you by Steering Products. And not only their high-quality universal VR headset stands, but also their incredible the a Steering Origin, which is an awesome format so you can always stay oriented even when you're isolated in the VR space. So you can get $5 off any order, uh, $19.99 or more by using the code FULLDIVE21 on any Asterian purchase on Amazon. Uh, the full dive code is going to be on AsterianProducts.com. FULLDIVE21 is on Amazon. Absolutely we got, we correct. Got thank thank you for correcting me there. So <laughs> no. If you want to save some money, definitely listen to Jay instead of me. <laughs> <laughs> we got we got codes for days. Uh, Mac, one of your top games on your channel is Population One. I've played some. Adam, I don't think has played too much. Would you kind of tell for our listeners who've never played it what it is, what it's like, and and just just tell us, let us know. All right. Well, this is. One of my favorite games, if not my favorite game I've ever played um, on VR. And I've really played not that many, like I said, but a lot of online games that uh, I definitely uh, put this one up very top. So um, Population One is a virtual reality battle royale with similarities to Fortnite, um, but not, not exactly the same. Like there's a lot of stark differences. There's three people to a squad and six squads to a uh, to uh, kill, and then at the end, if you're the last squad standing, you win the game. Hmm. So uh, there's, uh, let's see here. Yeah, so I've, can... I've played a couple other Battle Royale games. I used to play a lot of PUBG back in the day, and I played a little bit of Fortnite. So how would you say Pop 1 differs, besides just being in VR, how does the gameplay differ from something like PUBG or Fortnite? Oh, well, the one of the biggest things that you can grab onto anything that is around, you can grab onto the ground, um, anything, the, the wall, um, a branch, and you can fly. So those oh. are the, and building like is probably the Fortnite, the, the biggest Fortnite similarity, but building and um, climbing and flying are like the three things that I think are the, the biggest like differences and unique things about the game for sure. Wait, so can you literally climb anything in this game? Oh, like imagine, imagine you could grab onto the table. I do it a lot when I play other, when I play VR chat, I'll just grab the, grab the table and try to sling myself off of it. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. cool. So you, you can feel like you're vaulting over a table to get at the enemy, right? Yes, definitely. And there's like a little bit of fling where you kind of can pull yourself up and like lift, lift yourself up into the air and you kind of float there and you can jump back down. You do take fall damage, which is kind of sad. Oh, but you can fly. I, I think I remember fly. seeing it, uh, videos of it early in the day. You got like this wingsuit, right? Yeah, it's like a little jetpack sort of wingsuit. That, that oh, that's like, cool. Propels, yeah, it propels you forward when you go forward. So to yeah. activate it, all you do is you put your arms straight out to the side. Oh so, yeah, like, you can only running, do one. Yeah, you, if you're running and you fall off something, you put your arms out and then you can glide a lot faster than you can run. Oh, and yeah. then oh. the grabbing mechanic is also super smart because, like, imagine you're by a rock. You grab the rock and you can pull yourself behind cover and then you can pull yourself out and shoot and oh, use it like that. Yeah, it's it's the smartest way to make cover. There's a couple games besides Pop 1 that have done it. And I think it's the best way to have cover work because, like, crouching with a button where you suddenly drop all the way and suddenly, I mean, I can adjust it as much as I want when I'm holding on to something in a game and just get my gun and just barely tip my eyes out instead of a full-on crouch or stand where half my body's out. Uh Mac, there's been some new game modes. So like you said, there's the six modes with the three teams. Isn't there now like 
like it splits it up into two separate teams and each team tries to kill the other team too. Right. So that was, they have, they had war, which was just like that. It was like two teams of, I think it was two and then nine, nine people on each team. And they have a new one for the kingdom age. It's not season three. It's the, it's called the kingdom age. I I thought it was kingdom three, but they have, it's called legions and it's basically six V six V six V six, or sometimes it's just six V six V six. Right. It's, it's intense. Um, I've I haven't had that much fun uh, playing an LTM in a long time. Uh, easy, easy to not always easy. I can't say it like that because the first few games were really easy because they didn't know nobody knew what they were doing. But <laughs> but yeah, you basic. It's basically just a six v six v six, and you run around and have six people on your team, and it's it's pretty awesome. Yeah, and Work there's uh, there's melee weapons now too. This is not just shooting. Yeah, oh. I just added an Excalibur, which um, helps you run. I think it's forty five percent faster if you wow. have it in your hand. It doesn't make you fly faster though, um, and it ignores your shield when you use it. Ignore it ignores the enemy's shield, and it goes right for the health. So it goes thirty five <laughs> to seventy five damage. So if you if you get somebody in, you know, a swift one two, they're they're done. They're dead. They're gone. <laughs> Yeah, it's I've played a little. It's pretty fun. I'm not great at it is the problem. So I feel like I kind of missed the boat. Uh, Do you play with people from your stream? Do you play with randoms? How do you do that? I usually play with people that I know, um, but I'm doing I'm trying to set up the schedule to where I play with viewers. Mm -hmm. But definitely I try to have a squad before I go in because a lot of the times it's not too easy to play with the with random people. There's not really a matchmaking system. So I'll get in with brand new players or people that have touched the game once back in when it started and they just picked it up again. So it's not a problem for me to have to explain to people. But sometimes, you know, you know, <laughs> every game you have to explain to people exactly what's going on. And, and, you know, it's a lot, there's a lot going on in the game. There's, and there's a lot of, there's a very, uh, like high skill gap, you know, they put me on a team with, with new players all the time. So. Mm-hmm. Oh, and unlike most Battle Royale games, this game's $30, right? Yes. Do you think that's worth not only the price tag, but what do you think that does to the player base? That is a, that's, I've thought about this. Um, I think that the fact that the game is improving and that the devs really do care about their player base and, and improving and fixing bugs, I don't think that being cost, that this game costing money doesn't really matter too much um i did notice that after they added the game to steam that went the player base went down like the daily daily logins went down Hmm. so i don't know if that's anywhere near like if that coincides with each other or if that (laughs) if anything to do with each other but yeah i I don't think that the fact that it's 30 dollars turns people off I think it's one of the best games and I, there's a lot of people who will vouch for it. Um, it, it. It takes time to get used to how to how to play, but there's a lot of uh, there's like a bot um, battle and a tutorial and there's lots of different things that you can try before you just jump in. And I definitely um, recommend new players do that because the bot battle is very it's it it's like zombies. So it mm. progress it gets harder as you, you know, as you go on and shoot. So. So I'm one of those guys that hasn't quite taken the plunge into jumping into Pop 1. I've played a bunch of other shooters like Pavlov and Onward and whatnot. Um, How comfortable, how much of a learning curve is it going to be for me to jump into Pop 1? So I watched somebody who is a Pop 1 main try, I think it was Pavlov, and completely different. Just (laughs) nothing is the same. Like she was like trying to grab onto things, you know, and it wasn't wasn't working <laughs> so it's, just, it's a lot of muscle memory i think it's okay. it's mainly muscle memory but once you get out of the mindset of like i can't grab onto this then you'll be probably fine that you can grab onto this then you'll probably be okay like <laughs> then cool, then cool. you'll play other games and you won't really <laughs> you'll be like oh no <laughs> the tricky thing i found because i came from some other shares is there's the flying mechanic which you use it to like get in and find your spot to hold up but then the good people will be flying around you and shooting you all at the same time oh wow and that is when <laughs> that is when i was totally at a loss to fight them off because it was like how am i supposed to handle this thing that is all around me i can't take cover in any direction and can continually somehow shoot me while flying <laughs> uh 
So that was definitely probably the hardest thing for me in it. Mac, are you someone that plays enough? Can you do that? <laughs> yeah, I actually noticed <laughs> that um, shooting, like, okay, I've had a problem using certain weapons. Like, they're, the recoil, I think it's a thing that's, it's, it's, a, it's a glitch. It's a bug in the game. The, the recoil isn't supposed to be so um, intense for certain weapons. But I do notice that when I'm flying and, and shooting at the same time that there's very little recoil. So uh-huh. that's a little trick. There's little tricks in the game. You gotta, if you play a lot, you'll know how, like, you know, you'll realize that there's a, a certain way to shoot this weapon to make the recoil disappear. And it's supposed to be that way. It's just a bug in the game that the devs haven't fixed yet. So, yeah, definitely. I, have, I definitely do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, kind of the last question. No, it's okay. Kind of the last question that I'm curious because you play quite a bit. What are the chances when you go in that you're going to get a victory? How, how, how often does it happen for you? Oh, wow. Um, depending on the squad, if we, so I have, uh, it, I think it's like a, a six out of 10 chance that I'm going to, that I'm going to win. Yeah. That is a lot <laughs> higher than I was expecting. Wow. <laughs> because there's like, because there's seven game. different squads every single time in a game, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that's, those are pretty good odds for about, you. <laughs> yeah, it depends. It's like, it, I think that it's getting um, a little less populated, unfortunately. I've seen a lot of games bugged out to where there's only four squads and one or two people on the squad each. Mm. And that's that's been weird. But um, when there are, when there is a full lobby and you have a good squad that communicates well and has game sense and have, has played, understands um, like the, just how to play, I guess, Um I, I feel like we win every every game. It just depends Oof. on the night. Yeah, it's, it, I've 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 had oh I've excuse me I've had evenings where I've won every game the whole time, and it's like bore. It's not boring, but it's just like, am I gonna lose? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> See, I feel like. Flex. I feel like for me, it's like most battle royale games. Being like the last three teams is is pretty easy, but taking the victory is pretty hard because yeah. you know that other team you go up against it when you're the last two teams, you know they're going to be really good. <laughs> so, See, yeah. I think we have very different goals. My goal is simply to be not last. <laughs> <laughs> I, my goal first. is to just like you know, ha- my goal is just to have fun and and kill some kids, not in the, not out of context, please, <laughs> please. <laughs> Kill some people. Um, get some. Get some dubs. I mean, is like the ultimate goal is to win. But also, first things first, you gotta have fun because it's really easy to get so involved and serious. And you know, people are really good, and sometimes you feel at a loss. So you just have to have fun and go into it. And if you get a kill, that's that's honestly, if I go out with at least one, then I'm good. <laughs> Well, population one, 30 bucks. If you get on there, who knows? You might run into Mac in the game. I, I've played it. If you love Battle Royale games, it's absolutely worth checking out. But along the same vein of games where you can grab everything around you, Mac, you've played some Echo Arena before. Yes, I tell have. Us, tell us about it for people who don't know. I think we've all at least played a little here. But for people out there who have never heard of it, you know, I think it's an Oculus exclusive. So not everyone's going to know what this is. Let them know what is Echo Arena. All right, so it's a team-based game, sort of like a sort of like Pop One, where four players on a team float in zero gravity as a robot, competing to make goals with a frisbee-like disc. So it's very, um, it's it's nausea-inducing. Exactly. Yeah. If you're if you're not very used to VR, I mean, it was the first game that I played. Oh wow! So I mean, it was hmm. I got used to it immediately. I mean, I definitely had my. It was like a day where I was very nauseated. And I yeah, that's quite down. the game to start out with. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I definitely agree. I think back and think like I can't believe I started with that one. Um, but it's fun. It's definitely one of the games that um, it's been around so long. So again, the the skill gap is just crazy. But then there's people who are just joining every day. So, mm-hmm. but it's really fun. You grab onto um, there's like obstacles in the arena that you can grab on and usually people like to call, they call it re-grabbing or boosting where they start off and they, they can zoom across the other side of the map in like one second flat. Wow. It, it makes me laugh every time I see it. Um, Venom, <laughs> shout out to Venom. Uh, he's very <laughs> fast, but uh, yeah, it's, it's one of my favorite uh, like channels on Twitch to watch VRML leaks. Uh, yeah. 
Echo. No, that's one of their one of their big games is Echo. And I know a couple YouTubers who play in the in the VR Master League playing Echo. Echo is free, unlike uh, Pop One, and so but you have to have Oculus. So if you have Oculus, though, that's one nice thing is because it's always cycling players in because it's free. Anyone who gets an Oculus headset at some point is going to get an Echo Arena. Uh, and the weird thing, you can not only grab the entire environment, you can grab the other players opposing team and your own team so like you might <laughs> you might see the disc is just ahead you grab your players back and throw yourself off them because their speed then adds it to your speed to go grab it quick or there's someone on the other team coming at you you grab them and you punch them in the face and that <laughs> stuns them it stuns them really quick to where they can't do anything for a moment if you hit them uh it's a cool oh, game yeah. man it is it is intense adam have you touched it I thought you played a little. I played it very briefly, but not okay. enough to actually like learn any of the good strategies. And mostly mm-hmm. I just kind of floated helplessly there. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the very first impressions I got, if you've ever read that book, Ender's Game, there's a, there's a lot of like these obstacles. You're floating in space. You're trying to get to the opponent's goal. It felt a lot like a cross between that and soccer. And I thought it was a blast. Yeah, it's intense. And be aware if you get it out there and you when, when you start playing, it's going to have you on kind of a beginner mode where like your head is always going to stay upright no matter what you do. You can change that in the settings. I do not recommend it. And all because all of a sudden your whole body will be like listing to the sides and you can completely <laughs> flip over and stuff. And that that is only for advanced players, in my opinion. I, I could not do that when I, I could never go the right the direction. Yaw. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or flight sim enthusiasts. That. I know yeah. a lot of players who played Upside Down by Default, and I just I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it gives them an advantage. I have oh, no totally idea. Oh, totally, it does. I just don't get how. How do you do that? <laughs> well, both of these games, you even touched on it with the VR Master League. These are both potential esports games in VR, which we still have not seen a huge prevalence of. As someone who plays a lot of competitive games, Mac, what do you think about the future of Pop One, this, other games, and VR esports? So that's a great question. I actually have been, I talked to one of my friends who plays on a VRML team. Um, I don't know how much information I could share about this, so I'm just going to try to keep it as like light as possible. But there, there's a lot, um, there's a lot coming for esports for VRML and all that. There's <laughs> definitely things come, good things come, big things coming for the world of esports and VR. I'm very excited about it. It's I was stoked to hear um, the news that I can't share. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But I, uh, I think the population has a little bit of, uh, has a little ways to go. It's still new. There's still a lot of things that, that the devs need to fix. Um, Cause as far as I know, whenever echo releases anything new, it doesn't quite mess up the game at all. There's nothing that breaks, but you know, I play Apex a lot, or I've, I've played it, and I understand that when there's another, like, MMORPGs, whenever there's a, an update, they have to patch, you know, the bugs and the glitches. So it's it's just all about that. There's just a lot of glitches and bugs that I think they need to smooth out and re- refine before we go all into that. And the community is still growing, and I definitely think that um, the community could use a lot of, like positive reinforcement and influence and um people who talk up the game and because it's def it's got potential for sure to be um vrml i think it does yeah it's it definitely could step in as you know Uh, it's not Fortnite, but it could step in as the Fortnite (laughs) for all of VR, especially if at some point they're like, okay, it's ready. And they launch it for a lower price or even free. I mean, it would be just booming with tons. I hope they do that. Yeah. Yeah. That would be cool. It would kind of suck for those of us who paid for it, but maybe they'll give us like $30 of credit towards cosmetics or something. Uh, Well, for those of you out there who, who got the little tease about VRML and you're like, dang it, I want to hear some something, something. (laughs) We'll actually tell you a little bit, Mac, about something we're working on right now. Uh, Part of our trip to Texas, we went and met with a kind of a VR gym gaming arena there. And what they're trying to do is they're trying to make VR esports that also brings in real life athleticism to it so these are going to be competitions that happen on site you know you can't do these online but where people are playing on virtual reality treadmills and vr flying machines Mm. ar boxing machines and these vr teams are competing for you know these huge pools of money that come from the creators of these these actual fitness equipment and adam and i played in a tournament how'd we do adam 
You know, we we did all right. Uh, we got our butts handed to us in a couple of competitions, but we were able to pull through, and uh, we took first place. <laughs> wow! That you said you did all right. You took first place. <laughs> well, I mean, a lot of it was due to Jay over here. He was he was a killer on the boxing machines. We we, we um, both but... we both pulled it together. It it worked out because they basically <laughs> took the better of the two scores. So some areas where I did well, or some areas Adam did well, they took the best score. So it, it was really fun. Awesome. Yeah, but it was really interesting, and it's an interesting take on the whole uh, VR esports, right? Because normal esports, um, you play at Pancake, and a lot of—I mean, there's a lot of skill that goes into, it and it's a lot of dexterity. You need to keep yourself in shape in order to get that great hand-eye coordination and everything, right? Uh, but with some of this more VR gym type competitions, it takes a lot of athleticism. And at the end of some of these events, boy, I, I was sweating hard. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like it took a lot out of you where people who are really physically in shape had a pretty decent advantage for some of these events. And it was a really interesting take on the whole VR. Um, I don't even know if you can call it esports at that, right? Because it's sort of <laughs> yeah. crossing that bridge into actual sports. That's the thing. Is it esports or is it actual sports? Because it's so physical. You got to do like real life things, but but in not real life. (laughs) Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. And this, it definitely changes it though, because like I said, especially with, you know, lockdowns and stuff, you have to go be at the place to do this, or you at least have to have a facility near you where you can go do it. So it's, it's a further out than what VRML is trying to do. Cause I mean, they can do it. Everyone can be at home and compete in the VRML. So they're, they're definitely ahead in that way, but I think there's a cool future along with both of these that we're going to hopefully see pan out over the next several years and VR esports tournaments, might get even bigger because you're going to see, you know, real athletics and real work put in that's completely different than what esports is doing. So I'm super excited. And hopefully that teaser for all you out there is something to help get you excited. You know, what does this oh, mean? Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Mac, as a competitive player, what do you think? Would you want to get in on one of these kind of tournaments and and fight it out? Are you kidding? Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> oh, I would be there so fast. Definitely. I would be like Olympic training for that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I guess we got to put you on the list for the next one. We'll let you know. For sure. Yes. Uh, (laughs) I think that (laughs) I think that we keep bringing it up because you do both your variety. You talk about pancake, which for those of you out there who don't know, if you don't know what that is, that's flat gaming. That's any two dimensional on a screen game versus VR. What what is the power and the draw of VR over flat game for you? Cause it's something you're very passionate about. And you even said, you know, as a content creator, it's not helping you as much as when you play flat <laughs> games. So why are you still going for VR so much? Such a great question. I just, there is something I love just inherently about video games. Um, I started at a young age with MMORPGs playing with my dad. And I think that's what gave me the influence and why I'm so excited about it. He's the one who got me into VR, literally in here. <laughs> uh, I started off with Beat Saber, Robo Recall, and I think it was Rec Room because those were the, the games that came with what you bought or with the headset. So I just kind of started off with the free ones. And um, it's the draw of feeling like you're somewhere else. Like mm-hmm. you, if you don't really love your environment at that moment in time, like you could just slap this on your face and not be there anymore, like for a little while. And then you, you know, you take it off. You're like, oh, I'm done with this. And you're like, okay, real life is not so bad. <laughs> yeah, it's great. I just say, I just tell my kid who's two years old, just like kid fend for yourself. I'm going somewhere else. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'll be back in a little while. You know, I'm here, but I'm not. it's absolutely true the power of it i mean we're sitting here you know we're across the country from each other right now yet it feels like we're sitting in this building with this amazing view and really talking to each other it's yeah it's such a huge draw uh i can't imagine anyone out there i mean maybe some of your audience mac has never tried vr and and they're still wondering about it it is so worth it the price is getting so much lower so i would definitely say now is the time to get in what do you was there anything else about vr mac you wanted to make sure and share before we close down that was one of the main ones as well um i literally have gotten i can't i don't like to brag too much or both say that it's the, i'm the reason why my friends have gotten vr but i've gotten a lot of people in here and <laughs> it's it's amazing not being, I live like, you know, like you said, halfway across the country we are from each other and I'm, we're sitting in a room 
talking to each other. That's that's awesome to me. And that's, <laughs> I haven't seen my friends in years. So it's it's awesome to be able to come together and feel like we're right next to each other when we're not. So that's definitely a big one for sure. Yeah, it has a power that other gaming mediums do not. Yes. Uh, if you want to try and connect with us further and spend some more time talking to us, we have a Discord server. Come on in and join. I know there's a lot of you out there listening that haven't done it yet. You've thought about it and you haven't joined. Come in here and ask us questions for our Q&A section. You can provide suggestions of what we play, what we're going to talk about on the podcast, what we do. You're going to chat about all things VR with us. Mac is now in there. Mac, if people are looking for you, they want to hear more about you. Where do they find you? Oh, um, I'm also on Discord. Uh I can I can drop my Discord in my chat uh, right now. Boom! <laughs> I need to make sure I spell it right. Um, I'm on Instagram. I have been on Discord probably more, so I I definitely respond faster on Discord now um, since I'm on PC. But Instagram, oh, thank and you for all of those listening <laughs> and watching. We will have all of the information for all of Mac's uh, incredible content in the show notes. Yeah. Awesome. Her Twitch, Twitch is your main home, right? And that's McDorcas TTV. Yes. Uh, main home, streaming, checking it out there. We'll make sure, we'll have everything in the description for you to come find Mac and hang out. If you're here right now in her live stream, we're going to hang out a little bit after the podcast. So stick around for that. If you want to ask us some questions, we'll be able to respond more. If you want to support this podcast directly, find us on Patreon. It's five bucks a month. It goes towards the production costs, the hosting sites and all of that. And if you're listening... Uh, you got to come over to YouTube because you can see our virtual faces. You can see this room we're talking about sitting here, and, and you can see what McDorcas just said on the table. I'm not going to say it and spoil it, but what what's floating around in this room? It's kind of a meme over on her channel. Uh, <laughs> and of course, if you're if you're only watching YouTube, but you can take us on the go. We're on every podcast platform there is. We're going to stick around here for a little bit, but. To all of our listeners right now, I want to say thank you so much for being here with us. And Adam, what do they got to do? Well, when it comes to VR, you always have to dive on in. (laughs) Dive on in! (laughs) 